Hello, uh, this is Renar Chai, and this is what happened last time. Uh, a giant whirlpool swallowed the sea titan, and we came ashore with a braggart of a dragonkin named Rudis Goch. Rudis Grok. Uh, he claimed to be a liberator and planned to free the halfling citizenry of the village of Seldom Seen from their hobgoblin captors. The problem, though, was that he cited a few of our own heroic feats, uh, claiming them as his own, so we knew he was a blowhard? Uh, Geo basically sold the Dragonkin into the Zendelion fleet, and we went into town to learn more about the nearby temple of Aliopas, the next site we needed to cleanse to rid me of my curse. When we returned to the fleet, Rudus Goch Gok! had apparently liberated the halfling cactus, and the other ships simultaneously exploded and uh, sank into the sea. The next day, you're on the open sea, on the giant, which is being crewed by liberated halflings. Their de facto captain is this black-scaled dragonkin, Rudis Gok. Took you a day to get out here. You think you're probably near the spot you're looking for. In the meantime, some of the halflings have started to play songs. There's a young halfling bard with red hair named Gertie. They call her Hurdy Gertie. And she plays music on her Hurdy Gertie. And there's a handful of others joining in kind of makeshift instruments, knocking sticks against the wood and things like that. You see, Gio, uh, this is how the earliest instruments were really created. Simple things, just sticks and stones and eventually they uh, they moved along to the spoons now why don't you quit breaking my bones and just have another little bit of this wine from the jug no because that's that's the manage jug is it not am i mistaken <laughs> yeah it's wine right now see mm, it's got a slight mayonnaise aftertaste but it is wine. Technically, yes. It's exotic. <laughs> Gio's been having a blast with the halflings and the Liberator. A couple of halfling ladies have asked to dance with you. All three of you. I, I, excuse me. I am married and I do not participate in any sort of flirtation with women folk. Or men folk. Or any folk. Jeez, it was... Just a dance. He's very dedicated to his wife, which you know you gotta appreciate. You gotta appreciate. I'll dance with you again. She does a little curtsy and pulls you off to the makeshift dance floor on the deck. Dio dances away. Runar, roll your perception. Twenty. Runar, you notice that she's picking his pockets as they're dancing. Geo doesn't seem to notice. Uh, 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 Jack, Jack. Yeah. Uh, did you see that Hanfling robbing Geo? You notice uh, her hand slip in and grab something. Should, should I? Should I tell Geo? 
No, you didn't see anything. Go dance with this lady. Uh, you know, she'll pick my pockets. I'll go ahead and cut in and dance with her for a little while. <laughs> okay. Hey! Roll your perception with advantage. 16. She doesn't seem to be picking your pocket. Runar, you notice that she is completely picking Druck's pocket. Jill! Jill! Yeah, what? What? You see that halfling? She's picking Druck's pocket. <laughs> oh, sneaky little devil. Do I do I tell Druck? Hey, Druck, uh, you feel a little light in the loafers there? <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> the pouch on your left side. Shake it a little bit. I said good day, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, I can dance with her again. Hello, lady. Geo, <laughs> roll your perception. <laughs> An eleven. <laughs> truck, truck. Geo's getting his pocket picked again. You actually notice that she's picking your pocket this time. You catch her hand in your vest. Hey, come on now, lady. Jeez, we're here to dance and have fun, not to pickpocket each other. Oh, my mistake. Was that yours? Yeah, it was. It was. Hey, real quick, did you get anything from these guys over here? I don't know what you're talking about. No, okay. Maybe later we'll talk. That reminds me. There's a box downstairs that I can't seem to unlock. That tells me that there's something good in there. Ooh, nice. You don't have any skill in picking locks, do you? Oh, sure I do. Do you think they're going to notice us if we go downstairs? She grabs your hand and walks you away, and a couple guys jab each other in the ribs. I give them thumbs up and wink at them. She's going to rob him blind. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk, I need you for a minute. <laughs> well, that's dubious. I'll walk over. What do you need? Come here, come here. Come with us. Okay. We found something. Oh, good. He winks and gives a thumbs up to the people that are still staring at him. <laughs> Those three go downstairs. Runar, you're up above deck. And just as they go down, a swordfish flies out of the water, stabs into one of the halflings. And everybody applauds and laughs and celebrates the crazy thing that just happened on deck. I literally sprint below deck. <laughs> Boy, it sounded... Hey, did I miss something? Did it sound like something up there? <laughs> do, you, do you remember um, Floppy Shark? Yeah, Floppy Shark. That was the song, right? About the sharks flopping on the deck? A shark flopped up above? No. It was insane. It is completely dangerous up there. There was, I kid you not... A swordfish jumped out of the water and stabbed one of the halflings. Oh my gosh. How do I miss these things? I, how do you like living on the ocean? You literally can just be on deck as safe as possible and then the ocean just eats you. It's something new every day. Well, there's no sense in going up because it's not like that would ever happen again. I'm not going up there. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> So there's a small stash of cargo. There's actually a lot of cannons on this boat. Many of them were not set up to be used necessarily. It's more like they're shipping cannons. 
There's a bunch of crates. Some of them have been torn open. A few are laying there unlocked and open, and whatever was in them was taken out. But there's one long crate. It's probably three feet long and maybe a foot across. High craftsmanship box, and it's got a pretty serious lock on it. As a purveyor of antiquities, I would like to say that this looks suspiciously like some sort of cursed weapon. The box? Well, what's in the box? I don't know. I mean, heck, it could be a red <laughs> snapper. Who do? How do we know? We don't know. Uh, three feet long and only... A, no. Yeah, red but, snapper. Three feet long. Red I, snapper. I, you know what? You know what? I, I got... I got nothing. Crowbar time. Uh, yeah, give me a quick second. Can I go ahead and try picking this? Yep. All right. Ooh, 25. It's open. Bravo, well done. I should take you back to the Silesium with me. You'd be quite useful in the uh, catacombs and other places of antiquity. Hey, if you guys want to um, join the party, you can. We'll take it from here. No, I want to see you get cursed. I know. The halfling woman has already opened the box. <laughs> We're going to see her get cursed, okay. What's in there, lady? The box is lined with kind of a red, maybe velvet, satin. And there is a rapier. It doesn't look especially fancy. It's not gilded or anything like that. It's kind of functional steel, and it's uh, laying there in the box. Ah, that is completely cursed. Do I recognize it? No, but you could roll maybe history. I do not recognize it. I rolled a 16 on history. You actually, Geo, think that it might be a sword called Austerity that a pirate captain called One-Eye was known to carry. Oh, I might know this. Do I know his demise? Is he cursed or anything at the end of his days? The last you heard, he went up against a warship from Zendalon and bit off more than he could chew. I pick up the sword. Looks pretty nice. You're way cursed. <laughs> Says the guy's been cursed like eight times already. <laughs> you know, it's almost like I have some expertise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, look- you know, you're, you're becoming a pirate. I'm rubbing off on you. Now you're rubbing off on me. You look at the pummel, and there's actually a stamp of some sort of rune on it. Hey, what's this say? And he holds the pummel right to your face, Runar. It says, do not lick. Hmm. Roll your arcana. <laughs> Geo's tongue sticks out. That would be a 12. You think it's a, an arcane rune that means austerity? It, it's the arcane rune with the uh, with the name of the weapon. So I can lick it. I, 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 what? what? Yeah, you know, just lick it. Like, just lick it. Who knows what sort of weird disease is etched into that blade? Because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> you're getting get blood poisoning. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like cherry. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know why drunk. Jeez, giving me that look. <laughs> Do you want to lick? I'll pass. Thank you. Have you ever heard of a schnozberry? It kind of tastes like one of those too. <laughs> Are you saying that the snozberry tastes like a snozberry? I am. Interesting. 
Second leg? No. You'll like it. Please stop waving it near my face. You are salty. Well, I have been on the ocean for, you know, a number of days, and... I'm gonna start calling you Veruca. Who? I don't know. I've had too much wine. I'm gonna close the box back up. Lock the box. And put the sword in my vest. And it's gone. (laughs) Gone forever. Nobody should really know about this. Oh, I, um... Aside from the three of us and this halfling. <laughs> just as you say that, you look down her hands in your vest. Hey, knock it off! Knock it off! Jeez! Well, I just want to see it. I, show, I showed everybody. I showed you the box. Uh, here, Maybe... Here, here. Hold on one second. Here. Have this uh, gem. It's worth about 50 gold. It's all yours. Thanks. No problem. So what else did you find down here that I can take for myself? <laughs> She's like, that didn't work out as well as I was hoping it would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the pirate life, you know, it's not very fair all the time. I, you got 50 gem for literally about information about a, a box. Well, that's true. She holds out her hand and looks down at the gem, and there's three of them in her hand. You got 150 gold worth of gems for her. Wait, I had three of those at one point. <laughs> you don't now. <laughs> I do, too. I only gave her one. So you wouldn't have three anymore. You would have two at most. Runar, go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got down here? Hmm, let's take a look. Got a roll investigation? Sure. I don't know why I didn't think about this yet. Having too much fun partying with the halflings. I got an 11. Most of this has been looted, but you do find a crystal decanter. Nice. In the vest. And it's gone. I would like to inspect the cannons. You know what? These just seem so interesting. Like, I'm. let's see. This looks like the, uh, perhaps where the fuse goes in. And uh, this looks like the the ramrod, perhaps? I don't know what you yep, call it. That's the ramrod. Uh, and then uh, you would pack the powder and then the ball down. I wonder, wonder how long it would take. You look down the barrel of the cannon and you hear snoring coming from it. Excuse Hello? Your voice echoes back at you, and you see this little blue scaled face pop out with a little white wig. Oh, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. Oh, you, uh, yeah, I completely forgot your. Yeah. What was your name again? Uh, it's Sniv, thank you. Oh, right, Sniv. How do you feel about blowing up a statue? Um, where's the statue? Uh, possibly at the bottom of an ocean. Um, In a temple. I don't know if that's how that works. Fire doesn't work underwater. She looks well, over we- at Geo. I thought he was the smart one. I thought so too, but sometimes he just gets in his own head. What would you use to effective blowing something up, but without actually blowing it up underwater? Um, like some sort of death charge, if you will. Magic? Some sort of magic? Is that the answer? I think that's the answer. You're right, Sniv! <laughs> uh, well, let's pretend that we don't use magic. What would you recommend? That's my recommendation. <laughs> use magic. Well, here is a gold piece for your trouble. Oh, thank you. 
Runar, I think they're calling you upstairs. Why don't you want me down here? Oh, they just called you again. <laughs> I'm not going up there. That's where the swordfish are. I am not getting stabbed today. Chuck, did you find anything yet? Uh, did I find anything? There are a lot of cannon down here. Found a cannon. <laughs> yeah, if only I could put one in my vest. That would be kind of funny. That would be pretty funny. The Sea Titans cannon definitely would fit. Oh, man. You could probably try to put a cannonball in your vest. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> it gets awkward. <laughs> All right, if there's nothing left, I'm going upstairs. I got to see someone get stabbed by a swordfish. Just as you're hitting the stairs, you hear someone yell, Ball ho! Ball? Oh, wait. <laughs> the thing. Uh, it's out of the water. It's it's a ball. Yes. And then I run upstairs. As you get to the top of the stairs, there are other halflings there. Did he say ball ho? Sounded like it. Ignore them and run hurriedly to the, the bow of the ship. A broken dome juts out of the water like a shattered, upturned stone boat. Ah, yes! We found it! Hey! Aliopus this, alright. Now we just got to go underwater again. That will not absolutely be a problem, and there definitely won't be shark people. We're undefeated underwater, so it's all good. I mean, we're undefeated on land, too, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I seem to remember a certain half-orc that was supersized uh, to uh, pretty much have um, almost got us. Almost is the key word. Well, we didn't get him. All right, Liberator. We're going to jump inside this hole for a little bit. If you could just wait around and wait for us, that'd be kind of nice. Hmm. Well, I suppose we might be able to do that. Yeah, why not, right? You got nothing else going on. Well, we're going to bring these halflings west. I think it'll wait just a little bit. You know, we'll have a story when we come back, too, so that'll be fun. Halflings love stories. Wait, didn't you liberate them from the hobgoblins that were taking them west? <laughs> yeah, but I figure we're halfway there. How's that any better than what the hobgoblins were doing? I don't know. Did you guys want to go back to Seldom Scene? All of the halflings all at once look up at him and nod up and down. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, please. Yep. Yep. Oh. Well, I suppose I could have asked. <laughs> oh, they'll just take back Seldom Scene. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, can you guys be quick then? Because we got to get back east. We will surely try. Alright, we'll wait for you. If we're not back in five days, wait longer, please. If we're not back in five days, assume we're dead. I was kind of thinking like a couple hours. Well, I was just trying to think of the worst case scenario. We get stuck down there for a while and, you know, I don't know. If you find yourselves enslaved, you know I'll be the guy that comes and gets you. Ah, good to know. Good to know. But if you die... <laughs> huh, huh. Hey, I'm going to get in my vest. And then he gets out a breathing jelly and he starts shaking it and it's kind of gooey. And it's like slapping a halfling in the face. <laughs> and he gets out. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Dude. I'm ready. 
Johnny time. Ah, I pull out the dolphin ring and put it on. I reach into my bag, I feel around, and there's a gooey thing, and I pull it out. Oh, I freak, this thing is... Ugh. Yeah, you got one. They last forever, but boy, they're getting more and more stinky. Yeah, it's a little... Kind of like your boots. When they were stinky. Pull out my cleansing stone and touch it to the thing. Oh, smart, smart. Didn't work. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. It did take the lint off. It looks nice, though. You can Ooh. see through it better. I make some faces. And then I take the jelly. And then I tense up and take, like, close my eyes and step off the edge of the boat. Fall in the water. And then I dive underwater. Hey, Druck, check that out. Runar went in the water first. That's funny. No? Oh, alright. <laughs> alright, I'm going in. Bye, people. Drop, <laughs> come on! Why do you have some book with like a giant thing on the cover of it? It's not time to read. I jump in. Ah, nice to have you. You kind of submerge. This big stone domed building is there. It's kind of a tower, really, as you kind of sink down. There are a handful of sharks encircling the building. Can we sneak past the sharks? I certainly may. I will cast Pass Without a Trace. Trying to use the building as cover, you swim down the side of it and try to avoid the sharks. They don't seem to be paying you much attention. As you reach the bottom of the structure, there are several figures along the floor. Stone figures. Humanoids. I would like to uh, look around for some sort of switch, another doorway, a hidden door, stairs. There are a few gaps in the stonework, and so you would probably be able to swim into it. You notice a few lizard creatures swimming around as well towards the base and moving in and out of some holes in the foundation. I turn around to Druck and Giovanni, and I do the finger to my the lips type thing motion, and I try to stealthily work our way down further. Avoiding the lizard things that are going to eat us later. Go ahead and roll your arcana. While he does that, Giovanni's going to cast freedom of movement so he can move in the water. Fine. I got a dirty 20. You recognize these as basilisks? They must be some sort of marine variant. Again, you see that there are more stone figures along the floor. There's kind of a white dust floating up from the ocean floor, and there's an army of figures down there. I think these things are turning people to stone. Shh! Yes! Nasties. Well, we're going to be stone if you don't shut up. Hey, check it out. I can move fine. Look. He's like dancing in the water, swinging his sword, and it moves fine. <laughs> tricks. Tricks. 
how many uh, basilisks are we seeing down here? You've seen at least three. Can we get around them? Well, our odds have dropped by 80%. Thank you to somebody just start blurting out everything in our plans to them. They're not paying attention. Well, I can make some of us go invisible. Visibility won't hurt, but just remember, uh, do, do avoid looking at them. Hmm. Uh, I pay attention to the statues. Are they arrayed in any sort of seeming pattern, whether it's intentional or otherwise? Like, or do you see people like trying to get to a certain point or get away from a certain point? Does one of them look totally different than all the other ones? They're pretty random. You see some loose limbs busted off. Some of them are pretty buried along the seafloor. Most of them look as though they were frozen mid-action. Yeah, okay. They don't give you the impression that they were swimming. <sighs> so perhaps they are older than the tipple sinking. Hmm. Bite the arrow here and see if we can uh, find anything further down. There, there has to be some sort of thing to Aliopus. I'm assuming it's further down, somewhere at the base. Let's go. What's the worst that could happen? You sure you don't want to stay a cat? I am sure I'd rather die than stay a cat. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I hate cats. <laughs> Alright, let me turn us all invisible. Before you do that, pull some string out of my belt and tie us all three together. Ooh, this'll get fun. It'll at least keep us together, since we won't be able to see each other. Nothing can go wrong with this plan. That's right. Giovanni's gonna cast Invisibility. We'll make all three people invisible, and then we'll slowly swim down and start <laughs> feeling around, seeing what we can find. You get pretty close to the seafloor. There have been a few gaps in the masonry of this tower. You can see a light coming from below what might be the center of the tower coming out of one of the gaps. Guess my better judgment. I am going to swim towards the light. Oh, yeah, there we go. Watch out for giant anglerfish. Did you know that anglerfish are roughly seven feet in length on average? So uh, a normal one's actually quite large. They're bigger than most humans. That's why I said watch out for anglerfish. Is he cat planning again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, as you swim through the gap, it's probably about four feet across. And there's a basilisk resting on the stone like a big cat just sort of sprawled out and you're invisible but you see it's blue tinted icy stare as you start to get close to it I would like to avert my eyes from the basculus okay you sneak by it swim by uncomfortably close to it Druck make a con save oh no oh this is gonna go great six you connect eyes with the basilisk, even though he probably can't even see you, and you are suddenly locked solid. You can feel yourself starting to turn to stone. And then Geo runs into you. Ow! Hey! 
Move. You gotta move. Move. And it moves around in the water, looking around at the sound. Sort of darts its head. And Geo's starting to push Druck a little bit. Geo, make a con save. These blue eyes dart at you. Nat 20. Nice. You look straight at it, and you squint your eyes just in time. <laughs> that was a close one, Druck. Druck, move. You're not moving. Can I try to pull on the rope to keep moving along, hearing them flounder along? Yeah. So you kind of drift down towards the light. What you find is almost like a little kiosk, a circled stone building within the building. And there's a flame, clearly magical, burning underwater. It's easy to see that this is actually a forge that has been unused for years, but it had this magical flame that is still burning. Druck, go ahead and make another con save. Fifteen. Your eyesight starts to go gray. You flex all of your muscles and just will yourself to move. And you kind of shake it off. Oh, that's uncomfortable. What, the forge? No, the basilisk. Did you look at the eyes of the basilisk? I did. You know what I did too, but uh, I looked away really quick. (laughs) Why, what happened to you? Oh, you were a little heavier. (laughs) Are your legs uh, stone? Well, you can't see your legs. No, I I can't see them right now. You feeling okay, though? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm not doing too bad now. All right, good. When we walk out of here, we'll just close our eyes the entire time. Yes. <laughs> is there any heat coming off this forge? Actually, yes. It is warm. So much for fire not burning underwater. Hey, so we need to blow this up or what? I... No? Geo starts looking through his vest and pulling out random items to see if there's anything he could throw into the forge to make some magical thing happen. As he's thinking that over, Druck, you look over, there's a rusty portcullis that separates this section from the next, and beyond it you can see a giant door that has a huge carving of an open shark mouth. It's very elaborate and somehow religious looking. Geo, you can put your stuff back in your coat. Oh, okay. I think we need to go this direction. Oh, wait, did you open your vest underwater again? Mind your own business. <laughs> You're going to have so much water to dump out. It's going to be so much drying out. Hey, oh. Druck, guess how I'm waking Runar up tomorrow. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> hey, look, that door. Oh, yeah, that door. Big sharky oh, face on it. Al- Aliopus uh, uh, is, in fact, a shark. Let's go that way. I think that might be where we need to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great. All right, cool. You get up to the portcullis to find that it's, not surprisingly, horribly rusted. There's a lever. I pull on it. I'm assuming it doesn't move. It rips off in your hand. Portcullis is not moving with that lever. Hey, we needed that. I uh, I hand it to Drog. I'm I, sorry. I, it's right here if you, uh, if you still need it. Hmm. I'll take it. I give it to Giovanni. <laughs> in my vest. <laughs> Which is impressive because we're all invisible still, but... <laughs> I know, we're so good at this now. <laughs> Gio, you're strong. Why don't you lift it up? <laughs> oh, I thank you. 
Uh, let me give it a go. <laughs> I rolled a 17. It creaks a little bit, but it doesn't move. Um, hmm. A couple of basilisks start moving your direction. Uh, I think we need to move. And don't look at him this time. Drug. Yeah, drug. <laughs> I'm going to roll perception for trying to find secret doors or anything. Nat 20. Holy moly, nice. I'm ready. I'm not doing anything with these nat 20s. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're doing it. You feel confident that this is the way in. All right, well, I feel pretty good that uh, we're in trouble. That's that's how good yeah, I feel about um, this. Hey, guys, got an idea. How about we all lift at the same time? Uh, yeah. Genius. Here Genius. we go. Genius. Here we go. All right, all right on ready? three or... Yeah, sure, one, two. One, wait, one, two, three, go! <laughs> Another dead 20! <laughs> what in the world? I got... Uh, 14, which is I got a good. 6. Because of his nat 20 and his belt of hill giant strength, Geo single-handedly pushes the portcullis up and you two are just sort of hanging from it. You are no help whatsoever. I'm going to lift my arms up real fast to try and keep up with it just so that it looks like I'm but I'm also invisible, so nobody really notices. <laughs> hey, guys, we did it. We did it. Yeah, we did. Good, oh, good job, guys. We did great. Good yes. job. Excellent work. Let's go I'll to the door. slowly it, put it down. In the process, those basilisks definitely heard you, and they are coming straight towards you. Okay, I'm going to slowly put the portcullis down now. Okay, is everybody in? Yeah, I'm okay. in. Okay. Now we got to remember, for running away from big shark demon thing... We are screwed if we get to this point. We'll be cornered. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Also, don't look at the basilisks. Portcullis comes down just as these two blue-eyed basilisks run into it. And everybody averts their gaze. All right, let me uh, find that key. Remember that key I got forever ago? Let me try it. Let me see. No, I nope, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, though. Let me take a look at it real quick. Okay. All right, I'm going to try picking it. Oh, natural yeah. 20. I'm going like grace now. Uh, 29. It doesn't work. There's no workings in this lock. Well, poop. You're searching for a tumbler in there. There's nothing. It's just empty. It's like just the faceplate. All right, all right. Let me give it a big shove. All right, one, two, three. Joe's going to put his shoulder into it. 24. You feel good about it, but nothing's giving. It's not doing anything. I... Oh, this hole, and it's got this bloody handprint on it. The handprint seems kind of odd because it should have washed away, and it almost seems like it's fresh. But that's a little creepy. This is just going to take too long. I take my claw and just rake it across the side of the hand that matches the handprint. And then try to get blood in the water and then put my hand against the... Okay. So take a point of damage and puts his hand up on it. The blood almost seems to come around his hand. Covers the backside of his hand as he's palming the lock. And then all the blood seeps into the hole. Hey, well, there's one way to do it. He pulls his hand away and there's a little stream of blood coming from him. 
and the door slides open. Ah, smart, smart. Good job, Druck. <laughs> what? What? Wait. Ah. Oh wait, was that you, Runner? Yes. Oh, hey. <laughs> this opens to a large cavernous room. It's largely empty, except that there's a figure standing with a, another basilisk, petting it across the snout. It's a female figure. She has squid tentacles instead of hair, so sort of floating and writhing in the water. And she has eyes that have this blue light, much like the basilisks. The only other thing in the room is a giant, multi-eyed, spiny pufferfish with an open mouth showing rows of shark's teeth. It's suspended in the middle of the room, tethered by chains attached to the walls. And the woman says something that runs through the water and you can hear her clearly somehow. The figure looks at you with cold blue eyes and smiles, showing a row of sharp teeth. And in a dialect of lingual, the ancient language that I believe only Runar speaks, she says, Wait a minute. No, no, no. This isn't another silly dragon turtle incident. I have waited a long time to protect the altar of Aliopis. Prepare to die. Roll your initiatives. Twenty-three. Thirteen. I got sixteen. Giovanni? Giovanni's gonna cast suggestion and say, Hey, pretty underwater lady, can you please do me a favor and leave this room? She owes me a wisdom saving throw of 15. She smiles and gives out a little laugh and says, Funny little meat. I can't wait to turn you into stone. Oh, I don't think that worked. Yeah, I don't know that that, uh... Yeah, she just said something back, and it was like, I think I need to make sure I know how to understand what she's saying next. Runar, what did you Well, good luck. And I couldn't really read her lips, because I don't want to look at her eyes, you know? I'm worried she's going to turn me into a rock. Well, she totally said that. Well, if you guys have any ideas, I'm going to be sitting here thinking. Runar, you're up. I'm going to make the situation immeasurably worse and cast darkness. On the floor next to her feet, past Battle Trace drops, and then I swim towards where I think one of the chains were to the pufferfish. There's basically this globule of darkness at the base of the temple. At the bright side, you shouldn't be able to see the things to become uh, stone, I think. <laughs> Truck, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to pull out my bow and pull out a blue tail and take a shot at the basilisk. Just into the darkness and hoping that you will hit the basilisk. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rolling with this advantage because bows don't love this setting. 15? You hear a... <laughs> I hit it? <laughs> Apparently. Nice! Uh, five points of piercing damage and six points of lightning damage. I'll take it. Nice work. Runar, can you believe that? It comes darting out of the darkness, blue eyes ablaze. It's got an arrow sticking out of it. Reptilian swimming monster. It's going to try to catch someone's eyes as it moves towards you. 
Everyone's averting their gaze. <laughs> Basilisk doesn't reach you. It just snaps and moves back and forth. You can see through your peripheral vision that it's trying to catch eyes with you. These blue, glowy eyes. But it doesn't reach you. The woman, with her squid hair, steps out of the darkness as well. She doesn't step far. I see you. You will be dead, elf man. And she pulls out a spear gun of sorts. Takes a shot. It's coming towards Druk. Hits you for six piercing damage and three poison damage. Geo, it's your turn. Geo's gonna reach into his vest. He's gonna whip out a mirror. And he's gonna fly right over in front of the basilisk and put the mirror up in front of it. Does anything happen? Make an athletics check just to kind of see if you can arrange it the way you want to. 20. Stops, gets a little grin. You almost think his little heart's popping off of its head. <laughs> Looks intently at itself. Okay, I look towards its feet. Do the feet look like they're changing into stone? You look at its feet, and they do seem to be changing color slowly. It's creeping up from the toes. Geo starts backing up and then says, Runar, finish that snake lady off once and for all, and gives Runar bardic inspiration. Runar, it's your turn. I find the chain and follow it to the pufferfish. It's a gigantic, disgusting blob. It's got gnashing teeth and spikes coming off of it, and you notice that all of its eyes, because it has multiple now that you get closer to it, are facing upward. They're towards the ceiling, the dome of this structure. I glance up and say, otherwise I'm just going to take my hand and stab it right in one of the eyes. Doesn't seem to be anything up there. It's just an archway. Your claws come out. You jab towards it. When you hit it, it's like a giant balloon and it just sort of stretches with your hand. It just doesn't pierce. And so you pull your hand back out and it just flops back into place. Ridiculous. Drop, it's your turn. Take a shot at her. Okay. Does anything happen when I look at her? You need to be my statue. We'll go ahead and make a con. God save. dang it. <laughs> Fifteen. She looks at you with these cold blue eyes, and you feel, for a second, you think it's love. <laughs> but it's clearly not. <laughs> As you get this cold sensation, and again, you remember before, and you tense up your muscles and just will it away okay and kind of shake it off you got lucky this time elf i'm gonna shoot her in the face hopefully 17 17 hits eight points of damage and four points of lightning damage it hits and then flares up on her ah. and she's got an arrow stuck out of her side the basilisk tries to bite at Geo. No, 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 no! Snaps and misses. And then right as it closes its jaws, it freezes into stone and starts dropping through the water. Sorry, buddy. Druck, you have looked at her directly. She smiles with her shark teeth and her squid hair flails around. Look into my eyes. And her eyes flash. Make a con save. 
16! Yay! Yay! Alright, again, <laughs> you get... Again, you get this feeling of cold starting to move through your veins and shake it off again. <laughs> and she swears in lingual. All I hear is... <laughs> Giovanni, it's your turn. Gio swims right over to the front of the squid-faced lady with the mirror. And he goes, Drunk, can you quit and bat in your eyes at this lady? Hey, goat, what do you think you're doing? And then he pops the mirror in front of her and goes, Hey, lady, check out yourself. Your makeup's a little messed up. Take a look, take a look. And he shoves the mirror right in her face. <laughs> she averts her gaze. I'm not wearing any makeup, you knucklehead. I'm telling you, Drunk, next time, do not pay attention to her. <laughs> and he gives you bardic inspiration. Bernard, your turn. I look at how the chain is attached to this pufferfish. Yeah, it's like a big fish hook. I grab the chain and try cutting away with it, using my claws to, like, rake at the flesh. All right, you scratch at it, you try to grab one of the hooks and pull at it, and nothing seems to work. It is just, like, resilient plasticity that just won't let you damage this thing. You're just pulling it, stretching it, nothing seems to be making a difference. Druck, it's your turn. Hold my goggles down, hunter's marker, try and take another shot at her without looking. Geesh, that's probably not gonna hit. 10. Arrow goes astray. So Gio, you put the mirror up, she averts her gaze and her squid tentacles reach out to you like they're alive and try to slap you in the face. Get squid hair, babies. <laughs> they miss you. And then she's going to try to slap the mirror from your hands. Make a athletics check. She's just going to see if she can outdo you on it. 27. (laughs) (laughs) What? Jeez. All right. She goes to smack the mirror out of your hands, and you just basically stop her, and she looks at you surprised, although you don't get to see that because you're averting your eyes. (laughs) No, 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 lady. No, no. Hey, now. Gio, it's your turn. I'm going to cast Suggestion again. And say, no, seriously, you have to look. You smudged your eyeliner. You need to look at this mirror, please. Look at this, please. Just look at the mirror. Take a look. Take a look. Wisdom check of 15, please. You see her look away, and then she goes... Wait, did I put an eyeliner this morning? It just for a second (laughs) looks that direction. (laughs) Gotcha. Wait, I think. I don't know. I can't see you. I'm not looking. (laughs) So she looks at it, smiles... And then looks back up at you. Her grin gets even bigger. And she says, which Runar can understand. By the way, I didn't put eyeliner on. And I am not a basilisk. And then she slinks back into the darkness. Runar's turn. So I I drop the darkness and look for not Medusa Medusa. Swim towards her. Hopefully she's only within 40 feet. And I take a swipe up with my claws at her. 20 to hit. And that will be a uh, 14 points of slashing damage. Ouch. Stop it, cat. I will burn one key point to do flurry of blows. Does a 15 hit her? 15 does hit. I will do four and then I'll burn one more key point. She probably passes, but she owes me a DC 14 or she is stunned for the round. So that last hit, she turns her head. You think she might be stunned. And she turns and wipes the blood from her face and smiles again. 
Psych. You thought I was going to be stunned, ha? Huh? Last attack. I think I hit with a 20. And I do a whopping 5 points of damage this time. Ouch. Boy, I do not like cats. Druck, it's your turn. Is she looking at somebody yeah, else? She's, yeah, she's looking at them. Yeah. Alright, sweet. I'm going to go ahead and just take a regular shot with a flamer. Okay. 16. 16 hits. 4 points of fire damage from the fire arrow. 26 points from the bow. And 6 wow. points of cold damage. Flares up as it hits her. As the other two are in melee with her. And you just shoot that arrow right through the water. And catch it in between them. Ouch. I feel like you are cheating with these arrows, elf. Runar, the squid hair, shoots your direction. Get the cat, squid hair babies. And it does hit. Three points of piercing damage, but then you feel the poison kick in for another eight points of poison damage. Ow. Geo, she drops her spear gun, and she pulls a short sword from each hip. My fangs are out now. And she's swinging them at you. I wish you could all understand me. It would be way more scary and cool. One of them misses, but the other one she gets you, and it's a serious hit. She gets you right in the gut. I feel the pain, goat freak. For 20 points of piercing damage. Ah. Oh, she critted. Oh. It was a nat 20. Oh, lady. Oh, I was just trying to help you with your makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Enough makeup talk. Ow, 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 ow. Geo, it's your turn. Oh, dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. He's going to take a swing back at her, <laughs> kind of looking at her feet. Drog, sorry, i got to try to kill your girlfriend now. 18 to hit. 18 hits. Nine points of damage. A little rough in the water with this rapier, but you catch her right under the arm and give her a good jab, and she yells out. Ah, my armpit. And swears again in lingual. After Geo hits the squid lady. Hey guys, hey, where do you find a down and out octopus? On squid row. <laughs> oh, you guys don't get him? We get it. I thought it was funny. And then I heal myself with healing word. <laughs> I heal myself for seven points. Runar, it's your turn. Runar will go in and basically grab the thing and start kicking like a cat on her, and it does a uh, 23 hit. It hits. He does five points of slashing damage. How suck a cat. And then he'll do another nine points of slashing damage. Knock it off. As he continues just to rake down her back with his claws. She's starting to look a little rough. Blackish blood is starting to fill the water around her. Guys, guys, I need her head. We, we need we need her head. Just shoot her in the heart. Something. My head? You're a sickie. I will take your head, Kaz. Druck's turn. I'm going to take another shot at her. Ten. That'll miss. It's her turn. She turns and she's going to attack Runar. She starts with her swords. She's got short sword in each hand. With his dolphin ring, dodges both. She whips her hair his direction. You don't get touched. How do you move so well? Can't touch this. She is, however, going to look at you, Runark. Look into my eyes. So you need to make a con saving throw. 
That is unfortunate. <laughs> oh, no. That would be a five. Okay. You feel this cold petrification start to fill your veins. I will make a bust out of you. Ow. Ow. You look at your claws, and they start to turn gray, working down the tips of your fingers. Giovanni, it's your turn. You're going to say, hey, lady, how come the squid's so excited about their birthday? Because it's going to be inktastic. <laughs> and then he takes a swing at her and also casts Healing Word on himself. Ooh, nat one this time. But I do heal myself for six points of damage. Runa, your turn comes. You're unable to move. You still have your wits about you, but your arms are stone at this point, and they're working their way to your shoulders, and you can't make an attack. Go ahead and roll another con save. I think deeply and longly about my wife, and I roll. I got a 17. Your arms twitch for a second, and then it's almost like you break the stone away, and it shoots into the water around you. And you've lost your turn, but you're free of the curse. I look away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think I'm ugly or something. Drock, it's your turn. Take a shot at her. You can't hit me with an arrow again underwater. The early hits were pure luck. As soon as I get done taking a shot at her, I'm going to look away. (laughs) Ooh, 21. 21 hits. All right. 29 points of piercing damage. Four points of fire damage and six points lightning damage. Arrow shoots through the mix. This time it connects with her, hits her really center torso. Hits, fire blazes from it, and she looks up at you and smiles with that toothy grin. And she says in lingual, You will never stop me. Unless this arrow were to burst with lightning or something. And then the electricity bursts from the arrow and she lets out a scream. Ah! Guess he didn't get me. Ah, ah. All I heard was wow, wow, wow. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna repeat what she said because that, that was just not polite conversation. Seriously, uh, does somebody have an axe or uh, a saw, perhaps? Well, I'm fine, too. How are you guys? Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) She does have a little satchel on her side. Does it have an axe in it? Wait, what do we need to chop up? We we don't need to chop up anything. We need to chop her head off. Ooh, dark. But preferably keeping it intact. Let's see here. She's pretty, too, but I don't know that we really... (laughs) You know, you know what? I just grab the body. I'm like, screw you guys. I'm just going to use the whole body. And I swim up with her and aim her face at the puffer fish from the direction it's looking. He's been so monogamous this whole time. I know. I just... Apparently he likes squid ladies. All right. What happens underwater stays underwater. <laughs> you see him swim up with the body of the woman in hand. And he gets up within eyesight of the pufferfish, this big monstrosity that's chained. And again, she mentioned the altar. There's no altar, it's just this pufferfish. He holds her face in front of the pufferfish. And it slowly, with a crackling noise, turns to stone. And then drops like a rock above your head. 
make a deck saving throw to get out of the way. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fifteen. Eleven. You step out of the way just as this stone pufferfish hits the ground. When it hits the ground, it actually shatters into pieces and floats up in dust around you. Boy, heads up next time, Ronar. Man, whew, could have said drown them all or something. Was it not obvious that I was trying to turn the pufferfish <laughs> to stone? Yeah, I suppose you're kind of right. I don't, I don't know. Also, I just unceremoniously let go of the body and just let her start sinking to the floor. Then you see that her eyes, which were still glowing blue, fade out as she falls to the ground. I think she had something on her if you guys want to loot the body. Boy, he's getting dark, isn't he? <laughs> You're going to tell me you don't want to loot the body? I mean, he is kind of right. I'm going to see if there's anything. <laughs> yeah, we're loot totally up. looting the body. Well, okay, yes. Hey, look, a satchel. She has a satchel that is sewn out of some sort of seaweed, and in it you find gems that are worth 718 gold pieces. You also find a handful of unpolished amber. She also has a gold and onyx shark brooch that's probably worth about 250 gold pieces. So as Gio's taking all that stuff out and handing it over to Drog... When the satchel gets empty, he starts to move it slowly towards his opened mouth. <laughs> really? You're just going to eat that. <laughs> he starts chewing on the satchel. <laughs> it's actually very nutritious. <laughs> hmm. I just kind of glance up while I'm sifting through all this money. Hey, looks like we got a lot of stuff. <laughs> Was that made out of seaweed? Yeah, it's healthy for you. It's very good. Oh, wait. I probably should have held on to that so we can put the stuff up there. Hmm. Okay. Well, nope. it's, it's almost almost as if you didn't have the vest of impetual. I I don't know what word I was going for there. Uh, but you have like a vest where you can just put everything in and just forget about it. Cat splaining. Yes, cat splaining. You do a lot of goat splaining. <laughs> you don't, but I just wanted to say that. Yeah, you wanted to cat splain the goat splain. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it. You got me. So I'll uh, split that up. Uh-uh. Vest. Opens his vest up. <laughs> Letting all the water in. Hey, throw it in. See if it'll, like, get in there. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this what we're supposed to get rid of? Are you feeling better now? Are you feeling less cat-like? I feel better about doing this on my own. This is the first one I think I've legitimately just gotten on my own. Somebody else blew up the temple to, of the dragon, uh, whatever. Gosh, I'm so Sniff. terrible. Sniv. No, yeah, Sniv blew it up. I forget what the dragon's name was. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, Scattergall. Scattergall. Sounds familiar. Uh, anyway, the and then we did the uh, the temple of Matrox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember we did the cleanse that one. So, hey, are you feeling less cat-like? And then the last one... Uh, <laughs> last, hey, you know last, what he's doing. <laughs> the last one... No, we were there. We were there. The last one... No, Drek, you know, Drek cleaned it. No, I feel I feel much better about this one. I came up with the solution to this one. Hey, Drek, I bet you 100 gold that we do that next one, and he's still a cat. <laughs> Don't... That's, you know, actually like my worst fear. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Oh my gosh, look at that, a dog. What? Yeah, no big reaction, I don't uh, know. Why would a dog be underwater? That's kind of uh, weird. 
we live in a magical world where lots of things are under the water. I, I suppose. I mean, you're a goat. I'm a cat. Yeah, He's see? an elf. Exactly. I think you've been underwater too long. Yes. Let's go talk to the Liberator and party with some halflings. But first... Cast pass about Chase again. And remember, don't look at the basilisk. What do you think, Druck? Me and you go invisible? Can't uh, do all of us again. My brain's not working. Sure. That's fine. Hey, Runar, we're going to go invisible. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. So there are a few basilisks still. There are several sharks. But between the invisibility and Runar's natural stealthiness, you make it up. Hey, is the ship still there? It is. Sweet. Okay. Yes, you're right next to the ship when you come up, and you can hear the, the hurdy-gurdy playing, and halflings are still partying up there. All right, they didn't ditch us, and they're still having a good time. You go to climb up the side of the ship, and Rudis Grok is still standing there, naked, and it's a really terrible angle. <laughs> I forget this, and he gets out Mama Pearl, plucks it, and flies up to the top. <laughs> Rudis, if I say your name right, will you put on a loincloth? I'll look away from Rudis. Oh, am I not wearing armor? You have never worn anything for as long as I have known you. I, I, I'll have to find some armor, yeah. Hey, Liberator, are you going anywhere close to Vinehaven next? I, they're going to seldom seen, which is actually kind of nowhere near that. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite direction, but uh, I could probably talk to the crew here. Hey, uh, Liberty, can you do me a huge favor? You think you could just drop us all off at Vinehaven? It wouldn't take too long. I tell you what, I'll throw some gems your way, too. You look up and that halfling woman is smirking and she walks away. I think she likes you. I, you know, I... Do uh, not want to profile, but do not go anywhere near that woman. Vinehaven? <laughs> yep, let's go to Vinehaven. Uh, so I do believe that would be uh, the second star to the right of the north one and on till morning. Do you know, do you have a ship in Vinehaven? <laughs> oh, do I? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, hey, I'm very excited about checking out my next ship. What do you guys think? I think they've all been a disaster in one form or another. I'm optimistic. You know what else I'm excited about? Likes and subscribing and all that stuff for that thing called the podcast. I mean, Alice Gertzel looked really promising for about 30 seconds. You know, but the Sea Phoenix, not so much. And then... Let's see, there was the perennial soul. He's explaining to us what we already know again. Yep. <laughs> perennial soul was not great. Why don't you explain to us this thing called the podcast and YouTube and Spotify and iTunes? Because I still don't totally get it. I think it's some weird arcane mischief or something. Um, it really is. You go on this thing, it's called the internet, and you can go listen to 
almost anything you want. And there's this really cool thing called D4 on the floor. You want to listen to them and you want to like them, subscribe, and then you want to make sure you're getting the alerts and you leave messages because then we can give you hearts. I mean, likes to your messages. We can like you back. Perfect. Like us and we'll like you back. Hey, you don't happen to have one of those ships like they had over in Hoobastan where they had all those ghost guys on them? Remember all those green ghost guys that... Yes. Those were weird. They would not shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please not have a haunted ship? That would be great. You'll find out. Stay tuned for next episode. Ship time. Might be haunted. Might be haunted. Ship time.